0: We are so glad that you're here today, and uh, we, uh, no, no matter why you're here, no matter if you, uh, if you don't know why you're here, no matter if you were drug here this morning against your will and made to wear Easter pastel, pastel colors against your will or uh, whatever the case might be, we believe that God has brought every single one of you here today for a very specific reason this morning, and that is to hear the greatest news that the world has ever known. Quite possibly the three most powerful words in all of Scripture that the angels just said in the Scripture reading we heard. He's not here. Amen? He's not here. That's the greatest news in the world. He's alive, and he's alive and he's here today. The Spirit of the living God is in this place. Death didn't win. The grave didn't win. Your sin, my sin, doesn't win. Jesus wins. Jesus wins. And there is power. I'm talking, there is power in the resurrection. And that means there's power here today. That's what we celebrate here today is the power of the resurrection. But too often, it's this power that for some reason we seem to underestimate a little bit. I don't know why you're here this morning. I don't know what you came expecting this morning. But what I'm going to say next is not probably what any of you expected. I'm going to ask a very strange question. It might be the strangest question that you've ever heard a pastor ask you. And it goes a little something like this, guys. This is for you, guys. If you can hear me, just go. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. That's how we talk to each other. You know, price of beans, football, whatever. Okay. Um, I don't know where that came from. But guys, this is a specific question for you. We're talking about power. We're talking about underestimating people. And in that spirit, I want to ask you a question. Well, first of all, size me up. Guys, look right up here. Guys, just size me up, okay? Don't, don't be intimidated by the purple. I know, it's manly color. It's Easter, okay? Real men wear purple or pink, okay? Just size me up, okay? About 6'1", 180. Five, ninety plus a little bit. Okay, one eighty six one six. Okay, you sizing me up. You got a pretty good look. Okay, now, men. Here's my question for you: If you and I got in a fist fight, I don't even need to go any further than that. That'd be the best term you ever heard. If you and I got in a fist fight, I mean, we just got down. We got in a knockdown, dragout brawl. If you and I, men, you versus me, you versus the pastor, got in a fight. Could you take me? Crickets. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, Back to the Easter story. No, seriously. Could you take me? Don't be bashful. Just be bold. Raise your hand. Men, if you think you can take me, take me. Raise your hand. Seriously. Come on. Raise your... Seriously? All right, men aren't coming through. Ladies. Okay. Three men and 14 ladies. All right. Good. That's... Not how I expected this to go, but uh, good. Uh, some of you are enjoying that a little bit uh, too much. I'm not intimidated by you. I'm a ninja. You don't know. It's my other pro- I'm kidding. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm my not offended. Guys, I, it's okay. You can raise your hand. I'm, I'm not offended by you. I was offended by the ladies when you raise your hand, whose uh, hands just shot up. Uh, my wife's, both hands up. Um, this is not an invitation. I know it's a, it's a very uh, big Sunday here. This is not the next uh, new way of the pastor meet and greet here at Hope Des Moines to head out back with your pastor and, and have it out. That's not what we're talking about. That would make one of the weirdest Easter's ever. It doesn't bother me if you think that you can beat me up. You can think whatever you want. I don't, I don't care if you underestimate me. I can handle it. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I can't handle. I want to tell you one thing that just bugs me, that gets under my skin no matter what. And it's what I want to talk about this morning. It's this. When we underestimate the power of Jesus Christ, when we underestimate the power of the resurrection... Guys, I know that you're going to be with me the rest of the sermon because I'm looking around and i got some guys going like this, just getting ready. You're just getting warmed up. We far too often underestimate what this day is about. The power that is packed in this Easter morning. Easter is a time when we celebrate his power because he is the only person that's defeated death. Only he did that. Nobody else can do that, and yet I think we underestimate his power. And just in case you missed it, I want to get your blood flowing a little bit more this morning. I know your hands probably hurt from clapping. Stand on up, and we're going to read this scripture together on the screens from Revelation. This is a vision that John had of the resurrection and I know normally when you come to church you're going to use your nice little quiet church mouse voices this is an opportunity to just let them have it I want all of Des Moines to hear that it is Easter morning at Hubble Elementary School okay so use your voices don't be shy don't worry if you're in tone or not the people around you won't care they'll just elbow you okay just be loud and let's say this verse together this vision that John had of the resurrection let's say it together like we mean it and when we're done I want you to let out the loudest hoop and holler and war cry uh, that you ever have, okay? Just clap and celebrate and go nuts like your team just won the Super Bowl, okay? So here we go. Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. Amen. Woo! Woo! Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You can have a seat. Amen. Amen. There is reason to celebrate today because here's the thing. He's the only one that can say that. There's nobody else in the entire universe that can say something like that. I hold the keys to death. That's powerful. I would not underestimate that. We have a God this morning that is not only, that's not just He's not weak. He's not intimidated by anything. So much so that he has the power to not only beat up, not only the power to put up a good fight with, but he has the complete power to destroy the power of death, including your eventual death. He has the power to destroy sin, including your sin, that would separate you from him. And he did it. It's Done, it's finished, and it's called Easter. And that's why we're here today. And so my prayer for every single one of us today is that as we venture into the garden, you venture into this Easter story, you would feel the touch of Jesus' hand on your shoulder in a very real way today, like you never have before, that you would experience Easter in a brand new way. And that we would ask, maybe for you for the first time this morning, or maybe in a brand new way, what difference does Easter make? How could something that happened 2,000 years ago have anything to do with April 8, 2012, Des Moines, Iowa, Hubble Elementary School? Is that possible? What difference does Easter make? Because either, either, today is just one more Sunday, Either today is one more Sunday, or it changes everything, or it changes everything, and we're going to find out today which one it is, and to do that, let's open our Bibles back up to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. If you're new to the Bible and you're just cracking it open for the first time ever, or you haven't in a long time, that's okay. Uh, Nothing's going to jump out at you. It doesn't smell. There's not going to be magic potion that comes out of it. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, if you go about three-fourths of the way through the Bible, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John are the Gospels. So right after Luke, you're going to see it says John, and there'll be a big number 20 and a little number 11. So John chapter 20, verse 11. We're going to start in verse 11. It says this Now, Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Now, let's just pause there for a second. Pretend that you had never heard this story before. Pretend this is your first Easter, which it was the first Easter. You've never heard this story before. If we just read that, if we just come into the story here, have you ever walked into a movie like 45 minutes late? You know that feeling or you go over to a friend's house and everybody's been hanging out and they're halfway through a movie? It's not enjoyable at all because you have no idea what's going on, right? We need some context. And the same is true here. Or, as our good friend Paul Harvey used to say, we need to know the rest of the story. Okay, it's been a pretty eventful week in Jerusalem, hasn't it? The last time we were here, many of you were here last week, Jesus was riding in to Jerusalem on what's called Palm Sunday, riding in on a donkey. He was hailed as the Messiah, hailed as the King of the Jews. Jesus was the most popular guy in town, a rock star, a celebrity. A week later, he's nailed to a cross in the city dump. It's been a pretty eventful week this Jesus came and just destroyed everyone's perceptions of who they thought the Messiah should be Jesus comes and he loves and he serves those he shouldn't he hangs out with people that they thought no God doesn't hang out with people like that Jesus says I came to seek and save the lost and he spends three years doing that and a week later he's hanging on a cross dead not kind of dead not dead in some woo spooky spiritual mysterious way dead as a doornail Done, finished, hanging on a cross. And at least that's what the rulers and authorities thought. They thought they'd won. They thought death had won. Even Jesus' own followers, his disciples, they thought game over. This man that we'd place our hopes in, who we thought was God, we'd, fo- we'd left everything. We'd follow him around for three years, dead. <laughs> and now in a tomb with a stone, (laughs) immovable, protected by legions of Roman soldiers. Who's got the power now? Who's got the power now, the world asks. Definitely not the dead guy. Or so they thought. Which is where we pick up the story today. One of Jesus' closest friends, Mary, is going to that very tomb. She's expecting a stench. (laughs) She's going to bring some perfume, and here she goes. Mary has come to the tomb. Not only has her her best friend and Savior Jesus been murdered on a cross before her very eyes, now the body's gone. (laughs) Somebody came and took the body. It's adding insult to injury. Verse 13 is where we pick up the story. Instead of the body, there's a couple angels, and the angels say to her, Woman, why are you crying? You've been there before. You've been in Mary's shoes. You've been there standing at a funeral of one that you love. You know the feeling, the deep sadness of losing someone close to you. That's where Mary's at. So put yourself in that frame of mind and now listen. She says, they've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. It doesn't get any lower than that. And now comes one of my favorite parts of the entire Easter story. At quite possibly the lowest moment. God, we thought, was dead. The the story doesn't get any lower than that. And just when we thought all was lost, here comes one of my favorite parts. This might be what I believe to be the the greatest episode of the undercover boss ever. Okay? Has anybody ever seen the show, The Undercover Boss? Or have you heard of it? Just raise your hand so I, I know. Undercover? Okay, good. So the gist is that these really powerful important CEOs and leaders of these Fortune 500 companies take on the form dress like a regular employee right like a like a blue collar worker somebody in their organization to get a taste of what it is like to walk in their shoes what it's like now imagine this okay you're watching undercover boss and they give you the preview for next week and imagine this is what comes on your television Next week on Undercover Boss, the God of the universe, that's right, the maker of heaven and earth, the big guy himself, the boss of all bosses disguised is none other than a gardener in a graveyard. Tune in next week, 8, 7 central, right? I would want to watch that. Wouldn't you want to watch that, right? The God of the universe turned gardener? Who is this guy? Well, let's take a look. Verse 14. At this, she, Mary, turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize... It was him. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? <laughs> now listen to this. This is hilarious. Just look at this. Thinking he was the gardener. <laughs> Who mistakes Jesus for the gardener, right? I don't know what's going on here, but it's one of the most hilarious passages in all of scripture. Here, okay, think about it. Jesus has just literally gone to hell and back for you, okay? He's just got done saving the world, the greatest act in the history of mankind. And what does he do? He doesn't go to Disney World, right? He comes back, dresses somewhat like a gardener, supposedly, to surprise Mary, Surprise, I'm back, right? Who is this Jesus? He's the God of joy. He's the God of laughter. He's the God of surprises. If that's not the understatement of the year, Easter was a little bit of a surprise. And more so than that, he comes back for Mary. This Easter, he comes back for you. You, this Easter, he comes back for you. Not just your kids, not just your kids when they're running around and picking up the eggs, not just all these weird churchy people sitting around you today. You. If he came back for Mary, he came back for you. And he's here and he puts his hand on your shoulder this morning and he says what he said to Mary. Look at verse 16. He just says, Mary. And immediately she turns around and she cries out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means rabbi. The undercover boss is revealed, right? The big reveal. But only when he called her by name. Jesus says the resurrection is for you and just like I called Mary today, I call you by name. The God of of the universe, knows your name. And if you would let yourself go back to the garden tomb this morning, you would hear your Savior say your name. Just say it out loud. Say it Say it in your head right now. Just whisper that and hear Jesus saying that to you. I came back for you. The God of the universe knows your name because he's alive. What difference does the resurrection make? Without it, we've got nothing. Without it, there is no church. There is no worship service. There is no celebration. Without it, we are nothing. Christians have celebrated this day for 2,000 years as the very centerpiece of our faith. In fact, Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians. He's, He's talking to the church in Corinth, and he says this. Verse 16, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ had not been raised, then your faith is useless. And then watch this. He says, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. If this is all a joke, if this is fake, then what are we doing here, people? (laughs) Why are you here in an elementary school worshiping a dead guy? That's a little weird. Without Easter, we've got nothing. But for Paul and for billions of Christian sense, we know that it's so much more than that. You know this morning that something inside of you burns deeply to know that this is true. You so desperately want it to be true, even if you can't admit it, even if you're not a religious person, you know there's something more you know, those of you that have experienced this Jesus that Mary did in the garden tomb that day, you know, this is who I was. And this is who I am now. And without Easter, I wouldn't be here today. Without Easter, I don't know where I would be. Which means it's got to be much more than a religious holiday. Which means it's got to be much more than, than a reason to eat lots of candy that we don't need. Which means it's got to be much more than... Well, you know, that big, fluffy, white guy. The bunny. But sometimes, sometimes we get distracted by everything else that Easter is not. Let's take a look.
1: And now, an Easter moment. You know, Easter is one of my favorite times of the year. And that's why I decided to spend it here with my nieces and nephews at my sister's house. You're on my keys, buddy. Not only does it usher in springtime, but it's about something a lot more significant. What's that, kids? Easter bunny.
0: Easter
1: bunny. No, no. <laughs> and while bunnies and Easter eggs and all that other overpriced stuff can be fun, it's far from the true meaning of the day. Okay? Hey, you got that sticky stuff on your hands, buddy. Remember, don't touch Uncle <laughs> Daryl. Haley. I got a rib that is literally cracking in half right now. Can you take this guy? Ugh. Can get my dry cleaning bill after this, right, guys? <laughs> Give it to your mommy. Now you two are the oldest kids, right? Yeah. Your brains are a lot bigger and smarter. <laughs> so you tell me what's Easter all about. Easter I know. Easter whoa, 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 whoa. Easter! Okay, I got it. Easter. Okay. All right, all right. Oh, that's my foot, my, my. Okay,
0: kids,
1: come on, let's go, let's go. Ah, there, it is the other foot. Yay, Easter egg. Oh, yeah? All right, right. all right. Where were we? You know, a Carol, long time ago. why yeah. aren't you wearing your Easter outfit? Well, <laughs> it makes me look like Elton John, and it itches. The so. kids are wearing theirs. you wear yours. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't think so. You know a lot of families put those silly traditions ahead of what Easter is really about. But as for me and my family, well, let's just say we're going to stick to scripture. So. (laughs) Hey! Look at that. You drew the stone rolling away. Look at that. You really decorated that. That's an Easter egg, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here you go, sir. I do not remember Easter eggs in the Bibles. Get along now. Taking art class. So anyway, I hope you have a happy Easter. Whatever that means.
0: Oh poor guy. Poor guy. Take an art class, right? Take an art class. Nothing says happy Easter like that. I'm sure I'm sure it's nothing like that in your home, right? Never, never have experienced that. But how true is it that like this poor guy, no matter how hard we try, sometimes Easter can become about everything except the resurrection. Now, I've got nothing against Easter egg hunts. We had one in between services. I've got nothing against bunnies. I took him out back. No, I didn't. Um, I've, got nothing against, I've got nothing against Easter brunch and everything that you're going to do the rest of the day. That's awesome. Go for it. Don't miss the joy. Seriously, don't miss it. At the same time, we live in a world that today, for millions of people, is another day. It's another day to just kind of suck it up and get through. It's another day to just say, well, it's ordinary. It's normal. It's just another Sunday. I'm going to do what I always do on Sunday because nothing ever changes in my life. Tomorrow morning, for millions of people, they're going to get up and they're going to go back to work. And they're going to get through the day. And then you're going to do the same thing over on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. You're going to go home to your kids that are always well-behaved and to your wife that you have great communication skills with. And you're going to go home and it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to lay your head down on a pillow. And you're going to do it all over again. As if this never happened. And for millions of people, they're going to go to bed every single night with an ache. With an ache deep down inside of them that says, there's got to be more. There's got to be more than this. Because the offer of the resurrection is the same today for you as it was 2,000 years ago. There is more to life than making it through from eight to five because you have a savior that's alive today that walks with you through your anxiety, through your worry about tomorrow because he's already there. Because there's more to life than trying to be a better husband, than trying to be a better wife, than trying to be a better spouse because his grace is always enough for you. Because there's more to life than the pain and the regret over relationships in the past. There's more to life than the loneliness that some of you might feel over the relationship that's not there yet. Because he promises, I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. Easter isn't something we think about. Easter is something we live out. That's the offer of Easter for all of us today but we don't always live like it's true. What happens when we are those people? (laughs) You think, oh yeah, all those non-believers, all those poor lost souls out there. What about us? I wonder if some days, a lot of days, we live like it never happened. We live like it's not true, like the resurrection never happened. Followers of the risen Jesus and unfortunately, at times, we treat Easter as normal, mundane, so-so. Sometimes we're the ones that have lost the beauty, the awe, the innocence, the joy of what it must have been like for Mary to walk into the garden tomb that, that morning and see Jesus alive. When, that, when did that become an old story for you? When, that, when did that become... Old. Mary Magdalene goes to the disciples after she hears from, from the angels and sees the risen Jesus she runs to the disciples and says he's not here I've seen him I've seen the Lord where did that go for you? where did that kind of Easter go for you? because when we have great news we really want to share it this past year here at Hope Des Moines we've had like 18,000 engagements and 6,000 babies Right, so our nursery's growing Um, great news, right? Now, it would be silly for all those people that came into church and like, we're engaged, we're so excited. Imagine if they never told anybody. Boy, the back page of the newspaper would be pretty blank, don't you think? When you have great news, you want to share it. That's what Mary did, and that's what a gentleman by the name of the Double Rainbow Man did. I don't know if you heard about this guy. Uh, a couple years ago, this was like a YouTube sensation. And there's this guy that is out doing some filming in his backyard. And if there's anyone that's caught the joy of what I think this day should be all about, it's this guy, okay? He might be a little crazy, but that's okay. So uh, you and I, you know, when we see a double rainbow, we get pretty excited. We're like, wow, you know, seeing a rainbow is awesome, but a double rainbow, wow! And then we move on, right? Okay, you know, I'll probably see one again. Oh, whatever, right? This guy goes nuts. This guy is looking over the Yosemite National Forest off his back porch, and it's kind of like the camera's shaking for a while, but once he gathers himself, this is worship. This is incredible. The guy goes nuts, and it's okay if you laugh, and it's okay if you cry, because I don't know which one to do. And you might hear him say, Oh my God. When he says that, I pray that you would... Listen, listen a little bit deeper. Listen to the point where when he says that, it's worship. That he's literally saying, Oh my God. As you watch this, ask yourself, when's the last time I stood in awe of Easter? Let's take a look. Now imagine that for another five minutes. (laughs) It doesn't stop. The guy goes on and on and on and on. I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I got that excited about anything, let alone the resurrection. What happened to your Easter joy? What happened to it? This Easter, what if the story of God's amazing, incredible, spectacular love for you that was demonstrated on a cross and now in an empty tomb, what if that old, old story could become brand new again for you to the point where you would go, Wow! Oh! Wow! Wow! little uncomfortable, isn't it? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you thought about Easter and went, Oh my God, look what he's done. Look what he's done for me. Look what he's done for you. It's real, folks. It's as real as real gets. And I know that that's true because I'm looking at it right now. Easter is here. I'm looking at resurrection stories in front of me here today. You might think this is weird. You might think this is awkward. But just for a second, I want you to just turn around and look at the people around you. Don't say anything. Just give them a big old grin and just smile at them with that big Easter smile. Don't say anything. Just look at them. Just look at them. If you feel uncomfortable, you're on the right track. Good. All right. You are Easter people. There is resurrection in the air today. And I want you to listen very closely when I say this. Every single thing I'm about to tell you is true. Is absolutely true. 2,000 years ago, the greatest miracle in the history of mankind happened when that stone rolled away from that tomb. But every single week, I'm looking at a miracle. In this past year, in this church community, just to name a few things, there have been marriages that were at the point of breaking that have been healed because of Jesus Christ. Resurrection. In this past year, in this church, there are friends who have found a small group who have found the power of authentic community and for the first time in their lives realized I can be completely honest and vulnerable and be accepted just as I am. Resurrection. This past year in this church, there are men, manly men, who have discovered it's way more important to be in love with Jesus than it is to be in love with money. Resurrection. In this church, there are women in this past year who have discovered a beauty inside themselves that has been there all along. They just needed somebody to tell them. To listen to the voice of their creator that created them with value and beauty despite all the lies that they've believed their entire life. For the first time, they can look in a mirror and say, I'm beautiful. Resurrection resurrection. There are couples that have discovered the joy of serving together and that that fills you up way more than just accumulating more stuff. There are addictions to substances that have been overcome that were fought for 20 years without victory and now have been defeated. There are years of regret and wounds and baggage that have been traded in for forgiveness and freedom. Resurrection in the air. There are decades of physical pain and sickness that have been healed with the power of prayer, much to the surprise of the best doctors out there. Resurrection. Resurrection. There are those of you that have stood at the funerals of family members. And I've seen your tears of sorrow turn to tears of joy because death is not the end of the story. For them or for you. And so there's joy at a funeral. Imagine that. There are those of you that have discovered for the very first time, I can step inside the walls of a church and I don't have to be religious (laughs) I don't have to have it all together. In fact, you've discovered a Jesus who came to get rid of religion and says, I want a relationship with you today. 2,000 years later, I'm looking at a miracle every single week. And you know what it makes me want to do? <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh my God! Look at your church! It's beautiful! It's beautiful. Resurrection is here and it's real. And absolutely none of it is because of us. But only, all those things, only, only through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a power that looked at all those circumstances that we thought were impossible, that looked at all those circumstances that I just talked about, and said, I'm not intimidated one bit, who looks at all, all of those, those, those undone, those unresolved things in your life today, those setbacks, those fears, that sin that keeps dragging you down, who looks at your future today that seems so overwhelming, looks you in the eyes, and your Savior says today, today to you, I defeated death. Will you trust me with your life? I defeated death. Will you trust me with your life? Nothing's impossible for me. Nothing. What does Easter change? Everything. If you'll let it. If you'll let him. It would be easy to think that the power of the resurrection is just about today. It's just about right here. But there's so much more. So much more. Jesus, one of his favorite pastimes, one of his hobbies, was ruining funerals. A rare hobby, a little odd, I know, not, every, not, not for everyone. Not only did he ruin his own funeral on Easter morning, the last story I want to share with you today is just a couple chapters back in John chapter 11. Jesus is standing at the funeral of one of his best friends, Lazarus. Everybody thinks it's too late because he's dead, dead as a doornail, in the tomb, in the grave. And there's crying and there's weeping and wailing. And Jesus says, enough of it. Enough of it. And he stands up in front of the crowd and he says this. And with the same gusto that you used before, let's read this together from John chapter 11. Jesus says this to Martha. And I want you to believe it today. Let's read it. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And then with a loud voice, with a confident voice, he looks right at death. He looks right at the tomb and he says, Lazarus, you come out. And it's a dead man walking. And it stinks. But he's alive. Death done, defeated, a foreshadowing of what's to come, funeral, done, death, done, your sin, done, and then a question, do you believe this? Do you believe that we're talking about today? Yes, it has to do with today, and that's very important, but it actually has to do with the rest of your life. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a little elephant in the room today. If you're new, every week we don't have giant yellow ropes. What in the world? Maybe you're wondering where all this went. Ben, what what's going on? Come up here. What's going on, brother? I'm so out of shape, I usually sit at a desk and I've been running. Wow, running. what in the world? I did it, John. Where? I did exactly what you said. You did what? I, I, I did it. I, I ran with this rope, and and you said yeah. You said take it as far as it'll go. As far as it can go. And and. You did a nice job. I mean, it's yeah. Like, it's kind of long. Yeah? And I was running forever. I ran. I, I just ran gave it way way to you way way. this morning. You run pretty quick. I ran, I ran all the way across Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I'm so. I had 80 people were honking at me. Yeah, I'm so sorry you had to experience Nebraska. That's, that's rough. Yeah. So where did you go? You kept going? I just kept going. I went all. There's the way enough Colorado. of this to go. Colorado? Colorado. I ran around like three times with off. this you wrapped it around, wrapped around why did you go to colorado that's where my family is oh yeah. easter brunch East, yeah, sure yeah, well wow, that was a quick easter brunch i'm it glad was. you made it back for worship it was. i'm so tired and sweaty yeah you look wet yeah, I'm sweaty. yeah. sweaty yeah you've been doing a lot of running so, but here so, it is I thank to you wow see. what a gift uh intern pastor ben mason everyone give yeah. him a hand wow unbelievable wow This has been to Colorado and back today, and there's still more left. Maybe you saw it on the way in, and there's this weird black piece. What in the world is that? It's Hawkeye colors, of course. (laughs) What if I told you that this rope is a timeline of the rest of your existence? forever eternity a long long time and what if I told you that this little black strip represents your time here on this earth this blip in the radar this breath that we get 80 give or take a few years and what if I told you that this rope to Nebraska and Colorado and back with more despair times infinity is the rest of your life? What are you living for today? What difference does Easter make? What difference does Easter make? It makes this possible. Without a resurrection... This is it. Without Easter, it ends here. That's it. Over. Done. There's not a lot of hope in that. So often people look at Christians, the people from the world, they, they look at us and say, You're crazy. You come and, and you and you worship a God that you can't see for an hour every week. That's crazy. Some of you you actually say, You want to give your lives to this? You're crazy. You'd you'd rather take your spring break to go on a mission trip? That's crazy talk. You worship a dead guy that you think supposedly walked out of his own grave? That's crazy. Do you want to know what's really crazy? Living for this when this is available to you. What difference does Easter make? When that stone rolled away from the grave, this is no longer the end of your story. Because of Easter, the invitation is life forever. And your Savior thought that was worth dying for let's be reminded of the old, old story one more time that is oh so new. Let's take a look. The sound that shook the earth and those eyes. The eyes that can look right into your soul. Those eyes, that savior that knows you this morning better Than you know yourself who would rather die than spend eternity without you. That life, the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus is available for you today. That is the invitation of Easter. Not someday off in the clouds. Right now, here today, Jesus says,